Uh, praise God. I want to pray for you before we get started this morning. And uh, God's got some things for us this morning. Let me pray for you. Thank you, Father God, for the entrance of your word, giving light and understanding. Thank you, Lord, for the opportunity to preach and teach and make known the mystery of the gospel. Pray, Father God, for every person here, myself included, that you give us a spirit of wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of you, that you enlighten the eyes of our understanding. You help us to know uh, what you've called us to do and how to do it. And you help us to know the power that we have as believers that anything's possible to us. All things are possible to us as believers today. Thank you, Lord, for your goodness. In Jesus' name, everybody said, amen. Let's say this together. Everybody say, I am. Come on, say it like you mean it. Say, I am a tree being planted by the rivers, and my leaf won't wither. I'll produce my fruit, everything I do shall prosper because I build my life on the Word of God. In Jesus' name. Amen. If you got your Bible, open it up to the book of Proverbs. If you've been here, we're in the middle of this series here called Success. What is it and how do we get there? What people think success looks like, but what success really looks like. And we're, we're in this series about success or biblical success, not just making money. So I said this last week, but every time you think about success, people think automatically they think financial success, but there's a lot of rich, unhappy people. This really has nothing to do with financial success, but if you have biblical success, success I promise you financially you'll be all right you do the will of God and you'll be okay but this is primarily about success in life financially emotionally uh, relationally there's a lot that goes into life I mean I know you got a lot of dimensions a lot of facets on that diamond and you can polish one and leave one rough but, but you can polish all of them and then God will actually set you up and he'll make uh, people look at you and say, man, look, look what the Lord has done. I mean, I heard that song. Come on, that's a good church song right there. Look what the Lord has done. So, so uh, but, but this success encompasses all of it. And we're really basing our series off of a main, uh, one main concept from Jesus. How many of y'all think he's pretty successful? Pretty successful. And Jesus, there, there, there's many times Jesus said, come to me. Right? He said, come to me. And if you need peace or if you need love or if you need uh, healing or whatever, Jesus says, come to me. All of you are heavy laden and I will give you rest. Come on, everybody say amen to that. So we can come to me and then Jesus, but he also says, follow me. Jesus says, listen, if you need purpose or direction or you don't know where to go or what to do, Jesus says, listen, just follow me. And that's, that's good and wonderful. But the three main words that we're basing this whole series off of is where Jesus says, learn from me because lots of times we like to come to Jesus for some peace give me some of that Jesus but Jesus doesn't want us to just come to him or just get directions from him Jesus actually wants us to learn from him over and over again he says listen learn from me the Bible says that Jesus would get in a boat and he would teach he would get on a mountain and he would teach everywhere he would go he was teaching in the synagogues he was teaching why because he knew that it's not just coming to him we actually need to learn from him and if we'll take what he teaches and apply it to our life then we will be successful so last week we just started looking at success through prayer uh, this week I want to look at success through faithfulness different ways that you can be successful last week we looked at success through prayer this week I want to look at success through faithfulness 
success, being successful through this one word. This one word is found a lot in Scripture, but I want to start in Proverbs chapter 3. Proverbs chapter 3, verse 3 and 4, it says, Let not or don't allow steadfast love and faithfulness to forsake you or leave you. Two things here. He says, don't let love and don't let faithfulness leave you. What's he say to do with them? He says, bind them around your neck. That's kind of serious, isn't it? Bind them around, their, around your neck. Write them on the tablet of your heart. So you will find favor and what? Come on, say it, say it, somebody. What? Oh, that's the wrong, that's New King James. We got to go with the old school. Y'all need some of that King James version. That, that good, the stuff Jesus talked in. King James, y'all know that. My verse, the translation, it says you'll find favor and have good success or high esteem. That one says in the sight of God and man. What, what's saying? He's saying he said there's two things that you need to bind around your neck. Write them on the tablets of your heart. He says don't forget them. How many of you ever uh, wrap the thing around your finger, wrap string around your finger so you don't forget anything? How many of you know you won't forget? That old finger, it's going to turn colors on you, isn't it? You're going to remember, right? You're going to pull that string off. And, and if you're a kid, how many of y'all do it whenever you're a kid? Play with your fingernail. How y'all do all that? Gets real like a balloon. You just play with that thing, play with that thing. Until your mama says, you better quit. It's going to fall off. You better, you better quit. You better quit messing with that thing. Well, why do you do that? He says, you wrap that string around your finger so you don't forget anything. But here he says, don't put it around your finger. He says, actually bind this around your neck. Two things, he says, bind around your neck. And he says, if you'll put those around your neck, he says, you'll find two other things. He says, you'll find favor and you'll find success. You'll find favor, you'll find success, and then he throws in another two. I don't know why the Solomon's working in twos here. But the, la the, the last thing he says, and you won't just find this success with God, but he actually says you'll have success with man. He says if you'll bind love, love is the motive. The motive for your success should be love. I love God, I love people, period. That's why I want to be successful. I don't want to be successful just for me. I want to be successful because I love God and I love people. So motive is the, uh, the, the motive of success should be love. The method of success is faithfulness. The method is, he says, if, you're, if you got the motive right and you got the how right, the how to reach success and find favor, he says, is this one word, faithfulness, not talent. All of y'all are incredibly talented. Not good looks and y'all are just, whoo. Just runway people. Just fascinatingly beautiful. But he doesn't say anything about your talent or your IQ or your MCAT, your scores, your SATs. He doesn't say anything about your pedigree. You don't have to be a Carnegie or, or a J.P. Morgan or, 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 or any of those guys, right? You don't have to. He says nothing about that. He says if you'll take the motive of love and the method of faithfulness, he says you'll find success. Not only will you find success, you'll find favor. And not only will you find these things, he says, you won't just have them with man. You'll have them with God. People will favor you. God will favor you. People will like you, will want to help you. God will want to help you. He'll be there for you. He'll go to bat for you. If you have these two ingredients, then he says, they'll bring you success. What's this whole series about? Success, baby. 
The whole thing is about success. And here he's given us an ingredient for success. And I'll read one more. Proverbs chapter 28, verse 20. It says, a faithful man. What kind of man? Yeah. A faithful man will abound with blessings. What kind of man? Smart one. Got a good looking one. He's got to be ripped. That's what we need. No, sir. He says this one word. He says a faithful man will abound with blessings. What's a blessing? To me, a blessing, a blessing from God is just a kiss. When God kisses you. How many of y'all know you kiss on purpose? You, know, you don't go around accidentally kissing. Hey, Christian, I'm going to accidentally kiss you. No, I'm not. No, I'm not going to accidentally kiss you. I promise you. Whenever you kiss somebody, you kiss on purpose. And whenever you're kissing, you're kissing because you got something in your mind, right? I'm affectionate towards you. I like you. I'm concerned about you. Uh, I love you. So whenever I kiss you, I'm expressing that through a kiss. I like, I try to give my, give my kids sugar. We call it sugar. How many of y'all call it sugar? Any of y'all call it sugar? Come here and say, let me give you some sugar. What am I wanting to do? I just want to bless her with these right here. She doesn't see it as a blessing. I can't get her to understand that there's a blessing in this area right here. But she doesn't see it as that way. She sees it as gross and it, it messes up her schedule. And she's trying to watch her show. And I wanted her to come on so I could just, I just want you to know that, that I'm affectionate towards you. I love you. I care about you. I want what's best for you. I want to provide for you. And I can say all of that with one kiss. But I, I can't ever just have one. I want like 40. Right? Kiss on a little hand. Kiss on a little head. Noble the same one. Oh, I just want to bless them. God says here, he says, you can abound in blessings. You can abound in kisses from God where God's just, he favors you and he's mindful of you. And, and he wants to bestow this provision and protection and this awareness of him upon you. He wants you to be very aware and tangible that you can feel him. And he says, he says, if you'll be this one word, faithful, he says, you'll abound. What's abound mean? A bunch. It's a real, 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 real uh, smart word there. A bunch. You can abound in blessings. But he says, he who hastens to be rich will not go unpunished. That just means somebody, the only thing they care about is money. He says they're going to have a punishing life because they're going to ruin relationships in their effort to just be successful with man. But he says true success is with God and man, and it comes from faithfulness. So I just want to look at this one word, faithful, this morning. Because if, if he says faithful is how you're successful, and we're talking about success, how many of y'all think it would be a good idea just to find out what it is? If this is what it takes, let's find out what it is. So I'm going to give you just a definition of faithfulness this morning. Real simple definition. Consistent, reliable, trustworthy, dependable. Four things. Consistent, reliable, trustworthy, and dependable. How many of y'all found God to be dependable, reliable, trustworthy, and consistent? How many of y'all glad he's not moody? No hormones. Aren't you glad he just ain't, don't, doesn't have any of those hormones? doesn't have him. God is. He's consistent. He's reliable. He's trustworthy. He's dependable. The actual, the word there, faithfulness, it actually is the same word where we get the word amen. Which just means, amen just means it is truly so. It's not false. It's the truth. And, and here, this is the same thing. Uh, like, like you say, Lord, you know, bless these ribs in Jesus' name. What do you say? Specifically, if it's ribs. Yes, sir. Lord, yeah, preach now. 
Lord, bless these ribs in Jesus' name. Amen. The same word amen there is the word faithful. So really what you're saying is you're saying, Lord, bless this. Oh, Lord, do this. In Jesus' name, faithful. In Jesus' name, I consider you to be consistent, reliable, dependable. You're faithful. Lord, do this for me. In Jesus' name, amen. I believe because I ask for it that you are dependable, reliable, trustworthy, and consistent. Truly so. So if that's the definition of faithful, consistent, reliable, trustworthy, dependable, and truly so. What's truly so mean? It just means uh, in, in the context of a person, a faithful man's going to abound a blessing. He just says a truly so person is somebody that's the same on Sunday as they are on Monday. Well, about to get on some toes, but you'll live. My pastor's got good medicine. How many of y'all remember that song? Good medicine is what I need. Y'all don't know none of that. You're going to get some good medicine this morning. Good medicine. That's all right. Good medicine. Why? Well, because here he says, he says a faithful person is truly so. That just means a, a faithful person that's going to abound in blessings is somebody that's the same on Friday night as they are on Sunday night. Somebody that's true. They aren't false. They aren't fake and they aren't hypocritical. They're truly that way. That's the person that will abound in blessing. So there's really two things after I've given you that definition I want you to get this morning. The number one is God's faithful. And I could spend the next 20 years talking about the faithfulness of God and we'd never exhaust the subject. We'll never exhaust the subject of the faithfulness of God. There's too many scriptures and he's been too faithful. If we just sat down and talked to you about the faithfulness of God, half the times, I would say 90% of the time, you wouldn't even realize how faithful he's been. And yet he's been totally, totally faithful time after time after time after time after time. Whether you ever acknowledged it, whether ever you ever knew it was going on, God was showing his faithfulness to you, even though many times we didn't even know it was there. So I could talk about the, God, the faithfulness of God over and over and over again. But I want you to know that God is faithful. And, and I could end the sermon like that. I could just talk about how faithful God is, put a big bow on it, and we would all smile. Because we just found out again how faithful God is. And we would leave and it'd be a good message. But today's not about God's success. It's about yours. Right? We know God's successful. How many of y'all know he's pretty successful? He's doing all right. How many of y'all know Jesus is successful? The most successful person to ever master this earth. He's the only person to enter the death experience. And he mastered it. He mastered heaven. He mastered hell. He mastered the earth. He mastered. He created it all. He's uber successful. But, but we're not learning about what, what his success. We're working on our own. Right? We're working on him. He's already made it. He's successful. But he wants you to be successful. That's why he gives us these instructions. So we're going to talk a minute about God's uh, faithfulness, just so you know that he is. But then we're going to talk about yours. That's when it's going to get fun. So uh, let's just say that there's one, one of the saddest parts of the Bible to me is the book of Hosea. Does anybody know anything about Hosea? What a sad book. Not a lot of books in the Bible are sad, but this one's just sad. Just depressing. And if you know anything about Hosea, the reason that, that, that God gave Hosea this assignment is he says, I want to show my faithfulness to my people. And the way that I want to show my faithfulness to them is he tells Hosea, he says, I, I have an assignment for you. And if you look in the first chapter of the book of Hosea, verse number two, he gives Hosea an assignment. 
How many of y'all know sometimes serving the Lord can be tough? You're about to find out. Because he tells in verse number 2, Hosea, the Lord told him, he said, Hosea, I want you to go and take yourself a wife of harlotry. How many of y'all know what a harlot is? It's a prostitute. This is his assignment. This is a man of God. A preacher, a teacher, a man of God. And the Lord tells him, he says, I want you to go and marry a prostitute. And I want you to have children with her. And actually, we find out some of her kids she has with Hosea. And some of them she has with the men that, that are accompanying her. Y'all know what I'm saying? He says, why, why is he doing this? He says, because the land has committed great uh, adultery or harlotry. Or you could say, my people have been unfaithful. How many of y'all know what it means to be unfaithful? And he says, I want you to marry this woman, have kids with this woman. And he says, because I want, uh, I want my people to look at you and understand how I feel when my people are unfaithful. So it says, verse 3, it says, so Hosea went and took Gomer. How many of y'all glad your name's not Gomer? I don't know what's worse here. <laughs> what's your name, Gomer? I don't know. <laughs> I don't even know a good nickname you could call her. Gomi, go. G, there you go. That's nice. GG. We'll call her that. He said, so he went and he took Gomer, the daughter of this lady, and she conceived and bore him a son. Actually, she had him a, 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 a few sons. Uh, what's the point here? The point is, is that uh, he loved this woman. God put a love in his heart. He, he really loved her. And, but, but she would consistently leave him and be unfaithful to him and go out and be a prostitute. And it's so sad because the Bible says that he would go and he would bring money to her. And he would say, here's 15 shekels of silver. How long, how many days will you stay with me for 15 shekels of silver? And, and they would stay together. But once the goodness ran out, once he ran out of money, then she would leave him and go find another an, a, another person, right? And, and, and there were times in the story whenever he didn't want to go and, and get her back. I mean, I know sometimes you just get fed up, right? He's tired of being hurt. He's tired of her being unfaithful. But the Lord tells him, he says, go find Gomer and love again. And that was his whole life, his whole assignment. What God had him to do was to show his faithfulness. He says, I want people, whenever they look at you pursuing someone that's not faithful, I want them to see me pursuing them whenever they're sometimes not faithful. I mean, I know a lot of times we can be unfaithful to God. It's just a fact. Sometimes that, that we find ourselves being unfaithful and yet he's pursuing and he's wanting. He's saying, I, I, I love you. Can you imagine him, him going to Gomer? He's like, will you just come home? Will you just come be a mom? Will you just come, uh, just, just come be a wife? Will you come home? And she would come home for a few days, but once the money ran out or whatever, things got tough, then she would go and she would be unfaithful. What's the point? The point is God's faithful. He's faithful to you. The Bible says in 1 John, you can put that one up there. 1 John verse 1 verse 9, it says, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. 2 Timothy chapter 2, put that one up. It says, if we are faithless, he remains what? Yeah. Whenever we aren't faithful, God's still faithful. He's faithful. 1 John chapter 1 verse 9, it says, if we confess our sins, he is what? 
He is faithful and just to what? Forgive us of our sins and he'll cleanse us from all. Everybody say all. All unrighteousness. Anything you've ever done, God's faithful. He says, if you'll just confess it, he says, I'm faithful. I'm dependable. I'm reliable. I'm trustworthy. I'm consistent. You can come to me today, tomorrow, or a million years from now, and I'll be the exact same. Because I am the Lord thy God, and I change not. I'm faithful to a thousand generations, Psalm says. Psalm says, God, God is faithful to a thousand generations. To your great, 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 great. A thousand of those, he'll be faithful to them just like he's faithful to you. He's faithful to the uttermost, the Bible says. Come on, he's faithful. And again, I could do this for the next 300 years and we'd never exhaust how faithful he is. Psalms chapter 91, it says, like birds, like a bird protecting its young He will cover you with his feathers. He will shelter you with his wings. His faithful promises are your armor and protection. What kind of promises? Faithful. In other words, if I promised it, baby, you can make bank on it. They're your armor, your protection. Do not be afraid of the terrors by night, nor the arrow that flies by noonday. God is faithful. First thing. But again, uh, now, you know, we know God's faithful. But, but now we get challenged from Jesus. And that's what I'm going to do is I'm going to challenge you on your faithfulness. Are you dependable, reliable, trustworthy, and consistent? Not just with God, but with man. Are you found to be true on Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday? Are you consistent with God and with people? Because that's the key to successfulness. The key to being successful is, is in large part just being consistent. How many of y'all know you don't have to be perfect? How many of y'all glad that he, you don't have to be? Uh, uh, I guarantee you whenever Hosea went to Gomer, he didn't come back and say, now I need you to come home and do this, 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 and this. And you need to be really smart. You need to be really this. You need to be really that. No, he didn't mention anything about what she had to do. He just wanted her to be faithful. Right? So sometimes we think God wants us to do a bunch of hard stuff and that he's going to be mean and going to bombard us. But he just wants us to be Faithful. I, on the way to church this morning, I bought a chair. How many of y'all like chairs? How many of ever tried to go to sit down in a chair and you were thinking that it was reliable, dependable, trustworthy? Can I get an amen? amen? And you wound up with the dirty butt. How many of y'all done that? I was driving to church this morning and I just realized that maybe two weeks ago, Oh, we have a hill in our backyard. Elizabeth likes to sit on the hill. She says, come sit on the hill with me. And I say, no. <laughs> I want to go sit on that hill with you. It's hot. And there's bugs. And American Pickers is on. Right? I don't want to go sit on that hill. She says, come sit on that hill with me. Come on. You know how women do. Come on. So I said, okay. So we go out there, there's two chairs set up, and whenever I sat in my chair, it just gave way. <laughs> just totally gave way. What did I do? I went on a diet. <laughs> the next day, he's like, I'm not eating dinner tonight. I'm huge. Now, this chair right here, so I bought this chair. Because I was just trying to think about in my own life, what are some things that are dependable, reliable, trustworthy, this is a fancy chair. 
Now, see, if I've never sat in this chair before, I'm just banking on the fact that whenever I put my weight on this thing, that it's going to hold me. I mean, you heard the story of that guy that was on the plane, and the plane's about to lift off. And as the plane's lifting off, he starts to hover his behind above the chair. And the guy beside him says, why, why are you doing that? He says, I don't want to put my weight down. And it's like, so he's thinking, well, I, the only way this thing's going to get off the ground, right, is if I, if I don't want to put my weight down and keep this plane from getting off the ground. It's like, no, you're in the plane, baby. It, it, you're not helping the plane at all by you hovering. You're in the plane. You can let your weight down. So with God, I mean, I know with him, we can let our weight down. That God's dependable and trustworthy. I'm so glad that didn't break. If that would have broke, wouldn't that just have been horrible, Allie? Gosh. And it probably would have been social media in like 10 seconds, man. It would have been over. This is really a comfortable. It's really not a bad chair. It's quite nice. What makes it nice is that it, it'll hold my weight, right? It's dependable, reliable, trustworthy. It's consistent. So the, the point is, or my question to you is, 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 can people put their weight down on you? Can God put his weight down on you? Because we, we want uh, uh, to put our weight down on God, right? We say, God, I, I want you to be consistent, reliable, trustworthy. I want you to be consistent and true to me. I want, I want, you, to, I want you to be that in my life. But I mean, I know God wants, he wants to be able to put some weight down on you. For you to be a load-bearing wall in the body of Christ. Not just a wall that you hang pictures on, but, but a wall that can actually bear up under some things. That God will give you some assignments sometimes that aren't easy and that aren't fun. May ask you to marry somebody. He, he, I was thinking about this. I was thinking, if somebody came to me and said, you know, the Lord told me to marry a prostitute and have a bunch of kids with them. I'd have said, I'm not sure that's the Lord, bro. <laughs> Not sure. My counsel is no. <laughs> no, I really feel like that's what he wants me to do. Have a bunch of kids with this lady. I said, no, I don't think that would work. And yet that, yet that was his assignment. God, wanted, God needed to put some weight down on that man. Needed him to be faithful. So there's a few areas that Jesus teaches us. I mean, I know he's the king of success. And Jesus, he, he, he'll tell you over and over again, he says, my God's faithful, my father's faithful, he's faithful, he's faithful, he's faithful. But then Jesus will turn right around, look you right in the eyeballs, and he'll challenge you. He'll say, are you faithful? And over and over again, he does that. And the first place I'll show you this is in Matthew chapter 25, red letters. This is Jesus talking, not me talking, this is him talking. And he's challenging us on this subject of faithfulness. And I don't have time to read the whole uh, passage this morning. Uh, but, but basically, I'll just ad-lib it and I'll show you a couple parts of it here. In Matthew chapter 25, Jesus says, The kingdom of heaven is like this. Or the way that the kingdom of God works is like this. And he's teaching them. Remember, we're learning today from Jesus. Not just coming to him or following. We want to learn. How I many y'all want to learn? Say, I want to learn how things work. Jesus says, I'll tell you how things work. He says, the kingdom of heaven is like a man. And he goes on a long trip. But he gets three of his workers. And he says, come here, boys. Come here, fellas. I'm going out of town. I don't know how long I'm going to be gone. Maybe gone a year, maybe gone five years. I don't know how long this business trip is going to take me, but I'm going to be gone a while. He says, while I'm gone, I need you to take care of things around here and not just take care of them and, and, and weed eat them, but he says, I actually want things to get better while I'm gone. So he says, to you, I'm going to give five talents. That word talent is not just like I can sing, but actually that talent is, it's a monetary thing, but it's also a time thing, but it's also a gift thing. So he says, I'm going 
going to give you five gifts, talents, five years or blocks of time. I'm going to give you five talents. And while I'm gone, I want you to take care of these five talents. To another one, he says, I'm going to give you two years, two talents, two gifts, two assignments. I'm going to give you two of them. And while I'm gone, I want you to take care of those. And then the last one, he says, I'm going to give you one. And he says, well, I'm going to give you one year, one gift, one assignment, one talent, whatever that talent is. How many of y'all know you have some talents? He says, whatever that talent is, he says, I'm going to give you one. And while I'm gone, you take care of that one and make it better. Well, of course, he comes back. Jesus says that the man comes back after however many years. And he calls these guys together. He says, come here, fellas. Come here, Junior. Junior, I gave you five. What did you do with the five that I gave you? And he says, I took the five that you gave me and I turned it into ten. I took the five years that you gave me and I doubled my productivity. I took the five gifts that you gave me and I exercised them and I grew them. I took the five talents that you gave me and I got better. I didn't just sit on those talents. I took the five and I turned it into ten. In verse 21 of the 25th chapter, let's see what Jesus tells him. And his Lord said to him, well done, thy good and what? faithful servant he says you are faithful over a few things so i will make you a ruler over many things how many of y'all wish you were a ruler over a whole bunch of stuff jesus gives you the key right here he says i'll never make you a ruler over a bunch of stuff if i can't trust you with a few things jesus says well done you good and faithful servant, you are faithful over a few things. I'll make you a ruler over many things. Enter into the joy of the Lord. Then he calls the guy with two up. He says, come here, junior, number two. He says, I gave you two. What did you do with yours? And he says, I too doubled mine. I took my two years, my two talents, my two gifts. I took my two and I doubled them. I now have four. Let's see what he tells him. What was the reward to him? He says the exact same thing to him. He says, well done, thy good and faithful servant. You were faithful over a few things. So I will make you a ruler over many things. Enter into the joy of the Lord. And then he takes, he calls the, the one guy up. Calls him up there. He says, what would you do with the one talent I gave you? He says, I got afraid. And I knew you to be a hard man. So I took the one and I hid my one year, my one gift, my one talent. I hid it. But because I, I didn't know, I was unsure. And, and Jesus tells him, he says, you are a lazy and wicked servant. Surely Jesus wouldn't say that. He's so sweet. Jesus, not my Jesus. My Jesus would never chastise someone like that call him wicked and lazy not my jesus our king our savior looks at this individual and he says thou wicked and lazy servant he said you should have at least taken the one put it in the bank and that way whenever i came back there would at least be interest on the one that i gave you but he says, you didn't even put it in the bank. You took the talent that I gave you, the gift that I gave you, the time that I gave you, and you did nothing with it. And because you did nothing with it, you're a wicked and unfaithful servant. And he says, now take the one away from him and give it to the man with ten. Well, that ain't fair. According to Jesus, it's very fair. What's the moral of the story? The moral of the story really is, no matter what you have, use it. No matter what you got. Use it. 
If you got one talent, five talents, or a dozen talents, God says, as long as you take what I give you and you use it, then you're faithful. And if you're faithful, then you can have good success. If you're faithful, you can have favor. If you're faithful, I'll kiss you and I'll make you abound with blessings. Only thing I'm requiring from you is not your talent, your good looks. The only thing I'm requiring of you is for you to just be faithful with what I gave you. Just whatever, whatever God gives you. And lots of times we sit there and say, yeah, but I don't have five. I don't have five. I don't even have two. I can't sing. I can't dance. I can't cha-cha. I can't do anything. God doesn't care. He he says, I'm I'm requiring you just to take what you do have. Just take what you do have. Just take the, the one that I did give you. And don't get afraid and don't bury it and don't be lazy. He says, be faithful with that. The second thing I want you to notice there is that they got the same reward. The guy with the five got the same reward as the two. The same exact thing. So sometimes we think that the most talented people get the most rewards. But God doesn't reward talent. He rewards faithfulness. God doesn't reward offices. Well, that just works for preachers. No, God doesn't reward preachers. He rewards people. Anybody, no matter what you have, if you'll just take the one that he gave you and just be faithful with it. God says he'll totally, uh, he'll bless that faithfulness. Last one I'll give you is in Luke chapter 16. This is Jesus again. Jesus must have thought this was pretty important because he talks about it a whole lot and he's kind of strong. Strong medicine. Just with whatever you got. How many of y'all seen that lady that makes dresses? My mom put that on Facebook. I love that lady. Y'all know the lady I'm talking about? You're like, lady who makes dresses? Who is that? Versace? No, it's not Versace. She's better than Versace. There's this little old lady. I put a picture of her. Look her right there. That lady's 99 years old. I love her. I read a whole bunch of articles about her this week. She's 99 years old, and she makes a dress a day for a little girl in Africa. Little, uh, every day, she makes one dress. She's so funny because they interview her, and she says, I could probably make two, but I just make one. She says, I make a dress every day. She says, I start in the morning, then I take a break, and then in the afternoon, I finish the dress. I finish just her, a sewing machine, and a, and a little, just some fabric. Her daughter, they interview her daughter, and her daughter, she says, it's not enough that my mother makes these dresses every day for these little girls in Africa, but she personalizes everyone so that every little girl knows that she's special because her dress is different than everybody else's. And they interview this little old lady, and she says, I just make a dress every day. She says, my goal is, is by the time I'm 100, I will have made 1,000 dresses. She says, I have 150 days to go. In 150 days, she says, I'll turn 100 and I will have made my 1,000th dress that's sent to these little girls in Africa. What's her talent? Maybe she may not have five, may not even have two. Hers at this stage in her life may just be, I can sew a dress. I can hem. And I'll just take this one little thing. And I'll be faithful. It's so funny. She says, and once I hit 100, I'm not going to quit. I love her. She says, once I hit 100, I'm not going to quit. She says, I'm going to keep going. How long is she going to live? Maybe forever. Because God will get more productivity out of somebody with one talent that's willing to use it than somebody else that's got five talents that won't get off their behind. So how long this lady lived? There ain't no telling. I wouldn't kill her. If I was God, I I wouldn't let her die. 
I'd keep her alive forever indefinitely. By God, if we shut down, there may not, they'll all be naked in Africa. If it's not for her, I mean, she's clothing all these kids. Got to keep her alive. Why? She, she's just faithful. Just faithful. Nothing extravagant. Not a big talent. She don't make a big score on the MCAT and going to do something. All that. No, she just takes what she's got. Just takes her one little talent and just sits there at a little sewing machine. And just every day she's just productive. Just produces. Consistent, reliable, trustworthy. And she's just bumping them out every day. I bet Jesus high fives her. Uh, can you imagine when she gets to heaven when the offering we talked about. You're giving. People will welcome you. How many little black girls are going to run up to her when she gets to heaven and say, Look, I got my dress on. I got my dress on. Look, look what you did. You're just consistent, reliable, trustworthy, and faithful with just one little talent. And you multiplied it a thousand times. And when the master came to receive you, man, I like her. Luke chapter 16, Jesus again running along the same lines here. Same thing, Jesus, Luke chapter 16. I'm going to give you three areas that Jesus thinks are pretty important for you to be faithful. What's your time, Christian? I'll have to hurry. Three things Jesus said. I love this because Jesus could have picked five things. He could have picked ten things. He could have picked a hundred things. And he could have picked a hundred different things. But he chose three things that he says, I'm watching you in your faithfulness in these three areas. There's three areas of your life. He says, I'm going to be watching to see if you're faithful. And whether or not you're successful is dependent upon whether or not you're faithful. And if you aren't successful, you can look at your faithfulness and you'll see why. And these three areas, he just narrows it down to three. And these three areas, he says, he who is faithful in what is least is faithful also in much. He who is unjust in what is least will be unjust in much. Therefore, he says, if you have not been faithful in unrighteous mammon or money, he says, how will I commit to you true riches? Number three, he says, if you haven't been faithful in another man's, he says, how will I give you that which is your own? Three areas. He says, he says I'm watching to see if you're faithful in the little things. I don't drink, I don't smoke, I don't chew, and I don't hang out with them. That do. I mean, I heard them people say that. In other words, they think, well, I don't do any of the big bad things. And I don't hang out with people that do any of the big bad things. Jesus said, I'm really looking for the little things. He says, really, I, you know, it's easy to, do, to not do the big bad things, right? It's easy. Well, I don't fornicate. Well, that's great. But he's not just looking for whether or not you're fornicating. He says, I'm looking for, for true success for individuals. He says, I'm looking at the little things. Because he says, if you can't be faithful with the little things, how am I going to give you a whole bunch? There was a time, you know, whenever we had 10 people in this church, and I was pretty upset. Pretty upset. And the Lord said, if you ain't going to take care of 10, why am I going to give you 50? I said, well... Well, I thought you were nice, Jesus. I thought you were sweet. If you won't take care of 50, why would I give you 100? Why would I give you 1,000 if you won't take care of 100? I told you right there, the, the keys of the kingdom, I told you. I said, I'm standing on the side of a mountain teaching you how the kingdom works. The kingdom operates like this. I'm going to give you something, and if you'll produce with it, I'll give you more. And if you don't, I'm not giving you any more. Success, he says, he, this is what he told me, so I'm not getting on to you. Jesus, get on to me. Jesus kicks my butt up and down the field every day of my life, wanting me to produce more, to read more, to study more, to pray more, to give more. That's just why, why because he wants productivity and he wants to give me more. He says, he says, right here, he says, well, are you faithful with the little things? 
whenever I was starting ministry, I told, I told Pastor Mark, I said, I feel like the Lord, I feel like I need, I need, I need to preach. And he says, well, why don't you come up here and just serve and help out at the church some. I was like, okay. And I got up there and I, I cleaned the toilets. And I cut the grass and I just vacuumed at all these little things at the church. And I'm thinking, well, I wanted to preach. I'm a preacher. Pastor Mark, now just keep cleaning. Just keep doing this. After like three years of that, finally he brings me on staff. After three years of cleaning the toilets, and I'm talking about, I'm not talking about once a week, I'm talking about five days a week, six days a week. My mother's here, she'll tell you. Six days a week at the church house, cutting grass, doing all that kind of stuff. Why the Lord says, if you can't be faithful cleaning a toilet, how are you going to clean a soul? Can't cut a grass, how are you going to cut a sheep? If you can't cut grass, you can't shear sheep, baby. They'll kick you and there's doo-doo everywhere. They're sheep. If you can't be faithful with little things, how am I going to give you anything else? It's the law of the kingdom. The second one's money. He says, how, how can I trust you with things that money can't buy when I can't trust you with money itself? He says, if I can't trust you with money, I can't trust you with true riches. What's true riches? True riches are what money can't buy. If you can't buy it, it's a true rich. I need healing. Can't buy that. You can try. There may be some side effects. Go crazy. It's dragging your leg. It's working. It's working. My heart's great. It's working. Can't do nothing. Anointing, grace, all these things that we want God to give us that money cannot buy. He says, if I can't trust you with money, how am I going to trust you with true riches? If I can't trust you with what I told you to do, listen, I told you to give that to somebody. I told you to tithe. I told you to commit to this. I told you to let the money go. And you won't let it go, so now you're stuck. But you can get unstuck. I'll move on. Last one, he says, you have to be faithful with another man's. He says, Why, how will I give you your own if you aren't faithful with another man's? If you aren't faithful with somebody else's. <laughs> I mean, I rented a car. Donutting it up. Burning the tires off that bed. I bet it'll go off-road. It's a Civic, but I bet we can get it off-road. Ah! I mean, I did that. That's just, that, I mean, that's a rental car. I'm not sure Jesus was exactly talking about rental car. But he's saying, listen, anything that somebody else says, will you treat it the way you treat yours? Will you treat people the way you want to be treated? Will you treat people the way you expect to be treated? Will you treat another man the way you treat your own? Is really what he's saying. Or is it just all about you and the Benjamins? Is it just all about that? He says, no, he says, these three areas. He says, are you faithful in the little things? Are you faithful with money? And are you faithful with something that's not your own? Because he says, if you'll be faithful with another man's, then I'll know I can give you your own. God's looking for, he's wanting faithfulness. He's dependable. You can put your weight down on him. Can he put his weight down on you? Success through faithfulness. These couple, last couple things I'll just read to you that the Lord gave me and then, then, then we'll leave. He says, I'm interested more in your reliability than your capability. In other words, God didn't question your capability. It's not about what you're capable of. He says, are you faithful? Are you reliable with what I did give you? I don't have all that. Yeah, but I gave you something. Are you faithful with it? Henry Ford, I love this. Henry Ford was asked. He said, will you come, Mr. Ford, excuse me, and come and 
speak and tell these young people how to be successful. Y'all know who Henry Ford is, huh? And he said, sure, I'll come speak to them. I'll come tell some young people how to be successful. So he got up there to speak and he told them in seven words. Seven words. He got up there and he, he told them, he says, if it is started, then finish it. Isn't that awesome? And then he sits back down. If it is started, then finish it. What's he telling them? Be faithful. If you start it, finish it. If you said you'll be there, be there. Be consistent, reliable, trustworthy, even with the little things around the church. You know, as far as our, you know, the music and stuff, it's like, well, I, I, I don't care about talent. I'm not looking for talent because Jesus doesn't talk about talent. He really talks about faithful. A faithful man will abound in blessings. So really, whenever anything going on at the church is like, are they dependable, reliable, trustworthy? Are they faithful? Because if that's what Jesus is looking for, that's what I'm looking for. That's what you're looking for in a spouse. How many of y'all know you aren't looking for unfaithful? Now, if, you, if you're looking to marry somebody, you aren't looking for unfaithful. <laughs> I hope they, hope they run around on me. No, you don't. No, you're looking for faithful. If we're looking for it, he's looking for it. I'm looking for it. Jesus is looking for it. He's all looking for it. And he says, if you'll be it, then you'll be successful. Not just with me, but with man. You'll find favor with God, favor with man. Let's pray this morning. Thank you, Father God, that you, thank you, Lord Jesus, that you give us the keys to the kingdom. We're not here just to come to you. But we're here to learn from you. And we're not here just because we want something from you. Because we need something. No God we're here because we want to learn. Lord Jesus I need to learn. I have to know. I have to, I have to have understanding. To go forward. To go from this place to another place. Lord Jesus teach me. How to be faithful better. Be more faithful that to the level that I'm faithful is the same level that I'll be successful. Impress in us the need for faithfulness, for us to be consistent, reliable, trustworthy, dependable, and truly so. For us to be truly yours every day of the week, not just some of the week. And with every part of our life, another man's, our money, and with the little things, help us to be faithful why because you want us to be successful many people live and die and never enter the first phase of what i called them to do thank you lord jesus we don't want to live and die and never enter in to what you've called us to do due to our unfaithfulness we want to take the one the two or the five and we want to multiply it and grow it and be successful thank you lord jesus for how good you are